0: The Minnesota Vikings were down 33-0 at halftime when Kevin O'Connell and his staff, I guess they made a realization that, hey, if we stop turning the football over and stop giving the Indianapolis Colts favorable field position, we can actually slow down their offense, come back and win this game. Minnesota, regardless of how you feel about them, they won this game. They're 11 and 3, and they are your NFC North champions. You may still view this team as a fraud, but I view this team as a 10 and 0 team in one possession games, and a team that knows how to fight through adversity. Yeah, their point differential really turns you off. You look at their record, though 11 and 3. possession games, that has to mean something. I don't care about their point differential. This isn't college football. Style points doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is if you win the game. Did Minnesota win? Yes. Did they win ugly? Yes. This is still one of the most talented teams in the NFL on offense. And we saw what minnesota can do offensively when they really get rolling on all cylinders they started this game out slow they were down 33 to 0 not because they were frauds but because they put themselves in the hole they were down 33 to 0 due to self-inflicted wounds You had the block punt touchdown, you go down 10-0. Next drive, right after, Davin Cook fumbles, the Colts capitalize and they turn that into a touchdown, then you're down 17-0. Right after that, Kevin O'Connell thinks it's a good decision to go for it twice in your own territory on fourth and one, and you get stopped twice. That also helps Indianapolis, you have the Kirk Cousins pick six, which... Wasn't really on him. I give Jalen Rager more of the blame. The Vikings being down 33 to 0 had nothing to do with this team being a fraud. They were down 33 to 0 because of self inflicted wounds. When this team stopped shooting themselves in the foot in the second half, we saw what they did. It was a bloodbath. Indianapolis couldn't move the ball on offense. And they only had three points. This defense, yes, it's hilariously bad at times. It's funny. Brett Coleman, two hours before this game, uploaded his breakdown on the Minnesota Vikings defense and how bad it's been this season. And then, as soon as I get done watching it, you see them down 33-0 to the Colts. That was really funny. But it was also really funny When you saw this Vikings offense start to really click and the Vikings really start to lock in and get focused. In the fourth quarter of this game, Kirk Cousins balled out. Kirk Cousins has actually been really good in the fourth quarter of games. And I'm happy that he was able to find a way to gather himself. At one point, it looked like he was rattled. Not just him, but the whole entire Minnesota Vikings team just looked like the moment was too big for them. The scariest part for me wasn't even them being down 33-0. I was scared when Justin Jefferson had a little moment in the first half of this game. It took him a while to get back up. He had to come out for a while, and then he comes right back in, and he continues to dominate. The Minnesota Vikings, I don't think... They're frauds. I see a team that knows how to fight through adversity and a team that knows how to win. They just find ways to win. And doesn't that matter more than your point differential? Yes, your point differential does matter. I'm not saying that it doesn't. In terms of the Minnesota Vikings, though, making it into the postseason, it doesn't. Your point differential is just a statistic that you use when you're trying to evaluate where certain teams rank in the Super Bowl conversation. Right now, in terms of the Minnesota Vikings and their Super Bowl chances, I still think they have a very good chance. You may ask why. Well, today is a good example why. They know how to win these tight games. I don't care about the point differential. I'm more fascinated with the fact that they find ways to pull out these one possession games which is probably the toughest thing to do in the nfl the majority of nfl games are decided by what six points or less so a handful of nfl games every single week always come down to the wire being able to win when things are tough is really important. Being able to find ways to win despite playing a ugly game is more impressive than blowing out teams every single week. I want to see how you perform when your back is against the wall. I want to see how you perform when you have no choice but to make a play or go home. The Minnesota Vikings did that in this game. Jeff Saturday most definitely looked like an interim head coach in this ball game. You get out to a big lead going into halftime and then you come out and you play soft. I know that sounds a little harsh, but that's what Indianapolis did. The difference between the Indianapolis Colts losing this game and the Minnesota Vikings winning this game was that the Colts played not to lose, and the Minnesota Vikings played to win. That's why Minnesota won this game. Indianapolis was scared to even throw the football downfield deep. All they wanted to do was just throw these short conservative check down passes or these short drags or slant routes to Michael Pittman. Throw the ball to Alex Pierce. Did you forget about Alex Pierce? He's a really good deep threat. What happened to Alex Pierce in this offense? I had Alex Pierce on my fantasy team at one point, and although he wasn't starting, he was on my bench because I thought eventually, as we progressed throughout the season, he was going to become more and more involved in this Indianapolis offense. And yet, as we continue to progress throughout the season, it seems like they just continue to phase him out more and more. You need a big play, throw it to Alex Pierce. The commentators are literally saying all throughout the second half, the Colts have to start taking shots downfield. They need to be a little bit more balanced with their passing attack. The Vikings are not scared. And I'm saying, yeah, these guys are right. Jeff Saturday, cook a deep shot to Alex Pierce. He couldn't do it. The Vikings won this game because they wanted it. I hate using that reference and that analogy because I feel it's a weak way to break down and analyze winners and losers of games. I think in this situation, though, the Minnesota Vikings really won this game because they wanted it more. You saw Kevin Stefanski in the confidence that he had in his defense in the second half, which was really inspiring to me your defense has been the butt of jokes all year and yet you're down 33-0 you come back your defense only allows three points and then not only that but you decide to punt the football and rely on your defense to get a stop in overtime and to get the ball back to your offense that says a lot about how Kevin O'Connell views this team. No matter what happened in this game, he still had confidence in his football team to come back. He still had confidence throughout all odds that his defense was going to be able to get a key stop to win this game. And big props to him because no matter how well this defense would have played in the second half, if I was the head coach of Minnesota, I still wouldn't have trusted this defense on the field to win this game. Fourth and 10, I'm either going for the field goal or I'm keeping my offense on the field to try to get the first down. I'm sorry. The defense played well, but I was still waiting for opportunity for when this defense was going to have a little lapse. And they were going to give up a big play, but it didn't happen. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, showed a lot of heart in this game. The fourth and one, the quarterback sneak. I mean, I thought initially he got it, but with the second review, they didn't give him the first down due to the second effort. What really confused me, though, was the fumble that Minnesota recovered that wasn't ruled a touchdown. So that wasn't an obvious recovery, these refs also weren't doing weren't doing any favors on the behalf of Minnesota. That made absolutely no sense. Minnesota wins the NFC North. They are eleven and three. This is still the team that has one of the best records in the NFL. Don't let the point differential scare you off when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. This is a team that doesn't win based off blowing teams out. They don't win pretty. They just find ways to win. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Give me an ugly win versus the pretty loss. Don't really care. Only thing I want is W's in the win column. At the end of this season, when Minnesota, depending on what they do in the postseason, when this all comes to an end, you know what we're all going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about what Minnesota did in the playoffs and the season that they had. Not the fact that they had one of the worst point differentials in the NFL for a team with a winning record. Nobody's going to be talking about that 10 years down the road. When you look at this 2022 Minnesota Vikings team, a decade or two decades down the road, you're going to look back on this team and you're going to see a team that that won the nfc north in 2022 you're going to see a team that made it to the playoffs and a team that had one of the best records in the nfl two decades down the line you're not going to be thinking oh the minnesota vikings had one of the worst point differentials in the nfl that season because it doesn't really matter and again and the grand scheme in the grand scheme of things minnesota can win one possession football games they can win tightly contested contests when they play dallas or if they have to play san francisco if they're able to hang around into the fourth quarter of those games with those teams you should be really afraid of minnesota i would be More afraid of a team that knows how to win close games versus a team that blows everybody out. Because eventually, even if you are a team that blows everyone out, you're going to be put in a situation where you're going to have to fight through some challenges and you're going to have to fight with your back against the wall eventually. And you want to know what kind of team you have. There's an old saying that goes... You find out what your team is made of when you go through hard times. And not just that, but there's also another quote that says, tough time, pressure either makes diamonds or bust pipes. Minnesota today, they were diamonds. They busted the pipes of the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts did not have what it took to beat this team. They got scared. The moment got too big. And once Minnesota really came back and tied this ball game up, and they got that two-point conversion, at that point, we probably already knew Minnesota had this game win. You saw Jeff Saturday on the sidelines. You saw that whole entire Indianapolis Colts team. Let's call it what it is. This team played scared in the second half. That's why Jeff Saturday is an interim head coach. That's why he's not going to get this head coaching job at the end of the season. When you're a head coach in these situations, and I know I'm not qualified to be criticizing any coaching decisions or whatnot, but being somebody who used to play this sport at a high school level, you know, yeah, there's a difference between high school, college, and the NFL, but at the end of the day, football is football you know what a good coach is a good coach in that situation doesn't play not to lose they keep their foot on the gas they keep being aggressive they keep trying to put points on the board indianapolis got too conservative in the second half of this game this vikings team is way too good for you to be trying to play scared against them no matter if you view them as frauds or contenders this offense is way too deadly. Justin Jefferson is on pace for having the greatest season that we've ever seen from an NFL wide receiver. Because he's going to shatter the single season receiving record for yards in the, for yards in the season. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins. They're stars on the offense came through when they needed them the most. That screen pass to Dalvin Cook for for the 60-something yard touchdown. Great play call. Then they get the two-point conversion. You already know from that point forward who was going to win that game. You probably doubted if Minnesota would be able to come back, but once it happened, you knew Minnesota had full control. Not to mention the crowd got back into it. I don't know any of you guys who were in attendance in that game, but let me know down in the comment section if you were at that game at halftime. Were fans preparing to leave or were they still staying with the hope that Minnesota could potentially come back? I want to know, so if anybody who's listening to this right now was in attendance at the game, let me know what the move was at halftime. Did the fans have confidence that Minnesota was going to be able to come back, or were they riding off this team as well and preparing to exit? Even when they were down 33-0, I still had a little bit of hope that this team was going to be able to come back, and not just because I had them as a part of my three-team parlay, but also because I knew the talent this offense had. You look at Indianapolis. They had a similar situation occur in their last game against the Dallas Cowboys. They were in a tight game with them. And then the fourth quarter, they just completely fell apart. And the Dallas Cowboys just blasted them. And Jeff Saturday, once again, when the Dallas Cowboys started to gain some momentum, They got scared. They got small. They shriveled up. The Minnesota Vikings are 11-3. They clinched the NFC North Division. You may look at this team as a fraud, but I see a team that once again beat the odds. They were down 33-0. They complete the largest comeback in NFL history. Yes, they had no business being down at all. At the same time, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. It's about how you look in the face of adversity. And the Minnesota Vikings, regardless of how you view them in the Super Bowl conversation, this is a team that knows how to win. One possession games, and that's important. They're 10-0. That's more important than their point differential, in my opinion. And it's not like they've been beating up on scrubs. They've beaten some good teams this year. They've beaten teams who are going to be in the playoffs. So we're really just going to nitpick on a stat, on a statistic? Come on. I only care about the record. I only care about what you do in the big moments. And what Minnesota does in the big moments is come through time in and time out. Patrick Peterson got injured twice on their final possessions that Minnesota was on the field on defense. Yet, that didn't keep them from winning this game. They were down 33-0. That still didn't keep them from winning this game. What's, What's more important? Point differential or resiliency? Being able to win despite not playing at your best. Imagine... How good this Minnesota Vikings team is when they're playing their best football and they don't give the Indianapolis Colts a easy 33 points. Indianapolis in the first half really only scored three points by themselves. Minnesota gifted them. Good field position that they were able to capitalize off. You saw what happened in the second half of this game when Indianapolis had to create their own offense and they had to put their own put themselves in position to score. They couldn't do it. I see the Minnesota Vikings not as a fraudulent team, but as a team that you don't want to play in the fourth quarter. They're 10 and 0 in one possession games. They're not frauds. They're 10 and 0 in one possession games, people. So next time you come and you say, "Man, JT, you're overrating the Vikings. They're frauds." I want you to remember, they're a fraudulent team that's 10 and 0 in one possession games. I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Remember that every single video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us with a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Share this episode with your friends, family members, and acquaintances, and we will see you guys with another episode shortly of the JT Sports Podcast.